Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Good morning. Glad to see you guys. It's Egg Bowl week, finally. Well, it's been Egg Bowl week. It was Egg Bowl week last week, like we talked about. But it is actually the week of the Egg Bowl. Just a few days away, Thursday night, Ole Miss at Mississippi State, battle for the Golden Egg, all that good stuff. I would love to talk about that game with you today. But uh, we've got some other news that's taking precedent, I think. Now, we'll spend tomorrow and Wednesday talking Egg Bowl, Thursday night talking Egg Bowl, I can't wait for it. Like Zach says, Thursday can't get here quick enough, man. I I have never felt, uh, so this will be my 11th Egg Bowl, right? The first one was the uh, the fall of 2010, right? Yeah, the fall of 2010 would have been my first one. So this is my 11th Egg Bowl. And I do not remember. Maybe there was one and I can't recall. I do not remember one that featured... This level of excitement from both fan bases, I don't know. I, you know, Maybe I'm talking to the wrong people or, or whatever, but both fan bases are, at least from my observation, are truly like excited about this game. It's weird. It, usually I felt like, you know, crippling anxiety instead of actual excitement for this game. But hey, here we are. And, and I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a hell of a ball game. I cannot wait to to watch the Egg Bowl with you guys. I can't wait to talk about it with you. But I think you guys probably agree that the, the Mullen thing, the Mullen thing, Dan Mullen getting fired at Florida or parting ways at Florida is taking precedent today. I, I think you guys understand that. We've got a lot of coaching search stuff to talk about. So Mullen getting fired. I've got some thoughts on that beyond just, you know, who's going to replace him. And I know a lot of people are uh, – are, rejoicing in his termination and I get it I think we're getting silly though with with not our our reaction to Dan Mullen around here I'm talking about college football in general I think we're getting silly here with with stuff like this Um, my thoughts on the job itself uh, also who some of these candidates are the early list who they are a little update if you will from uh, from Miami Uh, we got an update on uh on LSU from Jordy Collada yesterday. And uh, I've got a thought also on if, 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 major if, if Lane Kiffin leaves, there is a, however large in numbers they are, there's a vocal group of Ole Miss fans that think that the search should start and end down the hall. And that sentiment is just one that I disagree with so strongly, and we'll talk about that uh, coming up here. But first... Welcome in. Glad to see you guys on Egg Bowl Week. My name is Michael Borky. If you are a first-time watcher and you are on Twitter, you cannot comment like Zach did or like Sid has. Mullen to the NFL. He, Hey, I had a friend yesterday tell me that he should be uh, or that he'll be Urban Meyer's offensive coordinator. And tell me that wouldn't be completely like expected. 
that's not a crazy thought at all. In fact, I I buy that totally. So he might finally get into the NFL, not the way he wanted to, but he'll get to coach Trevor Lawrence. He'll get to be in the NFL the way he's always wanted, just with somebody above him. Either way, there's that old working relationship. And as we've learned from Urban Meyer, uh, if he's going to hire you, you have to have previously worked for him. <laughs> it's kind of how this is going for him right now. Um, anyway, so if you want to be like these guys, you got to hop on over to uh, to YouTube or Facebook. You're not going to be able to do it on Twitter. It has to be done preferably on YouTube. So find me on YouTube. Just search my name. Find me there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is free to you. It doesn't cost you anything. Not even anywhere close to monetization either. So there's really no options for me that could cost you anything. Like you can't even send me a super chat if you wanted to. So uh, find uh, find me there. And if you like what you hear, actually like the video. That would uh, that would help me a ton. All right. So Dan Mullen got fired at Florida, and that's not surprising. A lot of people expected this. Most people thought it was going to come uh, before the Samford game and after the Samford game, even though they won. And yet they lose to Missouri in overtime. And as we talked about on Saturday night, the decisions that he made in that game did not appear to me like somebody uh, that was coaching for their job. Almost like he had given up uh, between with getting the ball in a tie game with a minute left, a minute left, didn't have any timeouts, but still a minute left getting the ball in a tie game and not even trying to get into field goal range, not even trying to get into Hail Mary range, I, I thought was really atrocious. Um, punting on fourth and this much, kicking field goals on fourth and two in close games, stuff like that. It just it was not coaching to win, really. Uh, was making super conservative decisions that would make Tucker Carlson smile, right? I mean, just he was so, so, so conservative in that game. I thought it was almost bizarre, especially when you know that your job is kind of on the line. It almost felt like it was a concession, and then they gave him the chance to go against Florida State, which I think is always bizarre anyway, but he said no, and Dan Mullen, no longer the coach at Florida. There is nothing improper that was going on uh, under Dan Mullen, so he will be getting paid his entire buyout. $12 million will be paid to Dan Mullen for not being a good coach there. What a world. Um, people around here are really happy. I understand it uh, for one reason or another. State fans are happy because he left you uh, to go to an interconference uh, job, which, I mean, you guys know this. It's, it's more money. It's it's a better job. You know, he took it. The lateral move stuff around here was a little bizarre. It, it's not. Um, I don't think Florida's as good of a job as LSU, and maybe we'll get to that here a little bit later. I think Florida is a tier below the Alabama and Georgia and so on. Uh, in the SEC, but it is a better job than the two SEC jobs that exist in this state. I don't really think that's that arguable. I always thought that was bizarre, but he left and he always kind of felt like, at least at the end of his tenure at Mississippi State, that he was trying to leave. And that really left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. So state fans are obviously happy today because they, they hate him understandably so, and then Ole Miss fans grew to hate him over his time at State because he was a good coach and he had good teams and he beat them on occasion. So a lot of people around here are happy. Um, at some point, though, I can't help but wonder, and, and a lot of people disagree with this thought, but I can't help but wonder, at some point, will a place like Florida uh, make their job 
less attractive by doing stuff like this? And I know the easy answer is no, because they're paying so much, they're paying so much, but now everybody's paying so much. I mean, holy crap, Michigan State's about to give Mel Tucker $9.5 million a year. If the the rumors and the semi-reports are true, and it certainly sounds like it is based on people that I talk to, if this is what is required to keep Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss will go up over $7 million. If that's what it takes, that they are prepared to possibly pay their football coach over $7 million million dollars. So yes, the money at the bigger programs is more, but it's still pretty damn good everywhere else as well. I can't help but wonder if you are a coach that has, in some cases, a power five job right now, you look at Florida and think, you know what? I'm good. Not for me. Like on the candidates list is Mark Stoops. I think that would be a hell of a hire for Florida if they could pull that off. But if I'm Mark Stoops, yeah, I'm probably at a ceiling at Kentucky. Probably so. I I don't know if he's going to be able to win championships at Kentucky. I I don't know that to be the case. At Florida, you are more likely to be able to get the roster that can compete for championships than you are at a place like Kentucky. But don't forget that Dan Mullen, two years ago, won 11 games. Last year, Went to the SEC Championship, won the SEC East last year. So he went 11 wins, SEC East Championship, played in the SEC Championship game, only lost by a touchdown, by the way, was a thrown shoe away from being a playoff contender, and the next year he gets fired. The next year he gets fired. And I I know that, well, he's getting $12 million. It's a great life, all those jokes and stuff like that. But if it were me, I would rather, if I'm... Anybody, you know, simple math tells me that I would rather get $5 million per year over the next four years than get $12 million and fired. Because 20 greater than 12. I, if I'm Mark Stoops, that's who I'm thinking of here, just because I saw him on the candidate list and he fits this description perfectly. I don't know if I'm as jazzed up about going to Florida as people think that he will be. Because he's at a place right now that will not fire him a year after he plays for the SEC championship. He he will not get fired two years removed from winning 11 games. That will not happen at a place like Kentucky. If he is constantly, consistently going to bowl games with the occasional nine, maybe 10 win year if they get lucky, but he's got a good, solid product, that is winning games, that is competitive. He will keep that job at Kentucky, what will be a high-paying job. What is his salary right now? I should have looked this up beforehand. He's making $5.2 million. I mean, he's making five point two right now at Kentucky. 5.2. And they'll give him a raise if need be. So what would you rather do? It, it I mean, yes, there's no state tax in Florida. It, but Kentucky would bring him up another million if that's what it took. I don't know, man. I, I know people disagree with this. I, I understand it. it. You know, it's the big jobs, and the, these guys are egomaniacs, all of them, or have huge egos, and they think that, well, Mullen didn't work out, but I can. I know I can go win there. He couldn't because he's a bum. I can. They're egomaniacs and, and all that. I get it. But if I'm somebody like Mark Stoops and Florida comes calling, of course I'm interested. Absolutely. I, I take the call, and I, I hear them out, and I talk to Scott Strickland, and I – do a secret interview 
uh, where, where some people who are even given platforms on the SEC network seem to not understand about how the interview process works in these college football jobs. But anyway, um, I, I would even consider doing the secret interview with Scott Strickland in some place or another. But I've got pause, man, because it, what happens if you don't win a national championship in three years? You're, you're getting fired. So you you had a great gig where you are, making $5.2 million a year he is at Kentucky, and that probably will increase. So making $5 bucks a year. He's got a good job that he can have for a long time unless he completely craters, and that doesn't seem likely. You've got a great job, you've got great money, and reasonable expectations. And you're going to leave that behind. You're going to uproot your family, move to Florida, and if, you're, if you don't win the SEC by year three, they're firing your ass. And so what would you rather have? Three years in a buyout at Florida or eight years at Kentucky? I can tell you which one pays more, and it, it, it's not Florida. So I don't know. At some point, at some point, these jobs are going to start harming themselves by doing stuff like this. I, I know there's cultural things or whatever. It didn't fit. And he the, the recruiting quote, which people are still misattributing to Dan Mullen. He didn't say they don't recruit during the season. He just said he didn't want to talk about it with the media during the season. And I know, I know you've got to be like Kirby Smart and you've got to eat, sleep, and breathe recruiting and it's easier to do that when you've got boosters that are doing what Georgia's are doing right now everybody talks about Kirby Smart as this great recruiter well if I had a blank check and a freaking bankroll then I absolutely would be able to recruit at least to some degree the way Georgia is oh it's remarkable what he's doing no it's not if you knew the financial backing that they had behind the recruiting effort it wouldn't be remarkable to you at all it's just what should be happening Florida's not committed to that right now Florida boosters aren't doing uh, for Dan Mullen what Kirby Smart's boosters are doing for him let's be honest here come on but anyway I know that Mullen's a guy that people don't like. I understand that. I'm not even really defending him because he hadn't done a good job this year. He really hasn't. But places like Tennessee, like Florida, are are going to sour their jobs. At some point, they're going to sour their jobs when you've got places like Kentucky paying up over five. Ole Miss apparently prepared to go up over seven. Michigan State paying nine and a half. Some of these middle-tier jobs are paying enough to where maybe you consider not leaving them. I I don't know. I feel like that's coming, especially when the playoff expands. These coaches are going to realize, I mean, I can play for championships, and I can make a lot of money, and I don't have the insane pressure that a place like Florida offers. On the flip side, though, I don't know how sustainable this is. I, I don't know how sustainable middle-tier programs paying good coaches that kind of money is either. I, I wonder if there's some kind of bubble approaching there. I hope not, especially with the expanded playoff. Hopefully that leads to you know more TV dollars so places like Ole Miss and Mississippi State can pay their coaches a lot of money to keep them around for, for a very long time. I hope that's the case. I hope a place like Michigan State can keep Mel Tucker forever. That's what I want for college football. I wonder how sustainable all of this money uh, is, though. So, anyway, um, interesting job. I mean, Florida's a great job. I have seen people 
like somebody at 24-7 said Florida is now the best available college football job, and, and I think that is just complete and total nonsense. I would love to hear exactly why that is. And if your answer is, well, because they're in Florida, look at what the state of Louisiana produces per capita. Look at what the state of Louisiana produces just in general. Forget the per capita part of it. The state of Louisiana produces, you don't have to leave the state of Louisiana and field a championship roster. USC is open too. You don't have to leave your county and you can field a championship roster. USC has struggled to keep those players in state, but still, oh, well, Florida's a great job because it's in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Well, so are a bunch of other schools, and everybody and their brother wants to go down into Florida and get players. And it's very clear that there's really not a whole lot of local loyalty in that state. Tell me why Florida is better. They can get better players. No, they can't. Not not than LSU. Then why don't they? Oh, well, great fan support. Not as good as LSU's. Oh, well, great money. Not, again, not as good as LSU's. Well, they, they can win championships. LSU has recently won them with Ed Orgeron and, and Les Miles. Um, there, there's some cultural stuff that I'm curious about with Florida. Their facilities are really lacking uh, compared to that of the aforementioned LSU. I mean, it, when you say that Florida's a better job than LSU, give me a tangible reason why. Something real, not some subjective measure. Oh, well, I think it's just better. No, tell me why. Why is it better? Because... Ability to get talent is at least a wash, but LSU recruits better than Florida traditionally, or at least they can, and they have. Um, the, LSU is in just as equal of a talent-rich state, per capita anyway, as Florida, and LSU is the only show in town. They have more money. They have more fan support. They have better facilities. They have a more engaged network of recruiting uh, people. I mean... Holy hell, guys. LSU had a booster that worked at a hospital that used the hospital charity to funnel money to players. They're willing to do anything it takes to get players at a place like LSU. Okay, so I I don't understand that. Brooks, I agree with you. LSU and USC are both better jobs than Florida. Florida's a great job. It's better than the two in this state. Absolutely, it is. But I don't think that gap is near as wide as some people suggest it, because they, they have nothing other than, well, Tebow. I mean, Tebow played there. Remember Urban Meyer and Tebow and Spurrier and what's what's happening lately? Tell me what's going on right now. Exactly, Zach. Florida has an easier route to the SEC championship. That might be it, and they still play LSU every year. And now, w- with the conference expanding, if they go to, if they go to the, the pods, there's a, a line of thinking that they'll – keep divisions and shift some teams over, Uh, possibly putting Missouri, for example, in the West, moving Alabama and Auburn over and in one other team, Um, something like that, or or keeping Missouri in the East, I suppose, and moving Alabama and Auburn over and bringing Texas and Oklahoma to the West, stuff like that. Um, So when the conference shuffles its lineup, you, you may not have the East anymore because that's going to change when Texas and Oklahoma join, and that's coming soon, right? So that easier path soon will not be. But anyway, all right, I missed a lot. So uh, Aranda, Sid says to LSU, that's what Jordy Collada said. Jordy Collada, who uh, used to host a, a radio show in Baton Rouge, now he does uh, a YouTube show, which I think, I mean, not because I'm doing it. This is just a, a side gig 
it's not even a gig. I don't get paid for this at all. Um, that's the goal one day, but not right now. Um, this is something I do on my own time. But uh, the people like him uh, that you know had had a, a good budget to make a nice looking studio, and he's got a couple employees and does like a YouTube show. Um, that's the future. And and anyway, he does a really good job there. Is the, the long story short, he does a really good job there. Has a really impressive product, and uh, he said that it's uh, it's Aranda and Napier is uh, is what he said. Uh, I think yesterday is when he put that out there on Twitter. Um, Aranda would be a really good hire for LSU. He's familiar with the place. He'd recruit really well. Apparently, some of the boosters, and that's extremely important, as you guys know, to have certain people backing your program. And I'm not talking about buying advertisements uh, around the field or something on the video board. You guys know what I mean. Boosters backing your program. Uh, Apparently, he would uh, have have a lot of pull in that regard. And what they're doing at Baylor is remarkable. Uh, That that is not an easy place to win. And yeah, I know Art Bryles did it, but and then Matt Rule kind of recovered that program from the depths, but still, that's not an easy place to win, and his teams are are killing it uh, right now. He's done a really good job there. Fireman says, Mullen to the NFL, I think he's totally done with college football by the last few pressers he had. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you look up and Dan Mullen's been an NFL offensive coordinator for like five years now. Problem is, I wonder if his personality meshes with NFL players. It's not it's not college players. I mean, these are adult men with with children. You know, it's it's a little bit different. I hear people all the time talk about how NFL players are, are divas or whatever. Trust me, they're a lot easier to deal with than. 18 year old five star, well. Mullen doesn't recruit those 18-year-old uh, diamond in the rough three-star who thinks he's a hot shot and hadn't proved anything yet. I promise you it's easier to deal with the NFL players than it is the college players who aren't responsible, who aren't mature at all, who are going to – I mean, you, you have to get them to go to class somehow and also study film and also not get in trouble and their children learning how to grow up and you, you go to the NFL and you know your running back's got a wife and two kids. It's a little it's a little bit easier to trust that guy and get that guy to do what what he's supposed to do but your personalities have to to mesh as well in some cases the transition to the NFL doesn't work for some people hello Nick Saban Fireman also says Florida is not going to hire an A-list coach this time cuz uh, their lack of track record with the last few coaches and how they got fired uh, I I kind of feel like if I were so so their list that I saw you know they've got Mark Stoops on it uh, they had Mario Cristobal on it, Billy Napier, uh, Lane Kiffin, according to some, uh, will be on that list. I don't know if he and Scott Strickland will will mesh. If Strickland is the guy making the hire, I'm sure a lot of Florida people will want that to happen. But um, I, I don't know if that is a personality mesh to where Strickland would make that call. I mean, I don't know. kind of feels that way, though. But anyway, if I were any of these coaches, any of them, Stoops, even Napier, who's going to have a lot of suitors right now. I mean, apparently LSU is now looking at him. Arizona State wants him. Virginia Tech wants him. If let's pretend for a second that Miami does come in with the godfather offer for Lane Kiffin and he does go to Miami because they're paying him a bunch of money and they've committed to their program for the first time in two decades, Ole Miss will call him. 
So he's got a lot of options uh, right now. But somebody in like Stoops' position, I would have pause. You're telling me the year after I go to the SEC championship, you're going to fire me? No, thanks. That would be how I look at it. How many nine and four seasons could Saban go in a row before being fired? Wow, that's a good question. Um, losing seasons, I think he would retire before they would fire him. I think it would be one of those. If it, knowing Nick Saban, if they have a couple losing seasons in a row, he'll hang it up. Now, I don't think that would ever happen under Saban, but I think he would he would make the decision before Alabama would, I believe. But that's a really good question. Go nine and four next year, Nick Saban, and, and wait till you hear about what Alabama fans think about him. Some of them, anyway. The collars on Feinbaum and what they think. Brooks says Aranda has to take that LSU job, right? If it's offered, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, it's a lot better than his current situation if it's offered to him. Um, and that'd be a great hire. I, I don't know. I've seen some people say things like uh, that wouldn't be exciting. Like Billy Napier wouldn't be exciting for LSU. And I just, what what do these people want? Seriously. I remember a long time ago, Ohio State, you know, the Ohio State, freaking Ohio State hired a coach from the FCS level. Yeah. Jim Trussell was at Youngstown State when Ohio State hired him. He won multiple national championships at Youngstown, Youngstown State. They hired him, and he won a championship for Ohio State. Had great teams every year. Sometimes... You hire people that may not be coaching in the SEC, or you should hire somebody that may not be coaching in the SEC that can win games at the highest level. Like, at some point, hire a ball coach. Billy Napier is a ball coach, man. I mean, one, he's been on Saban's staff. He's been on Dabo's staff. So he's been there. He's got recruiting chops in the state all around the SEC. His name carries a lot of weight in, in with high school coaches, and he's really relatable. Uh, and his team wins all the time. All the, That's all they do. All Billy Napier's teams at Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, have done is win. That's all they've done. And by the way, he beat the absolute, forgive my language, he beat the shit out of Hugh Freeze the other night. And that, that's the, the first quarterback in the draft. And... Couldn't move the football against Billy Napier's team. Why would that not excite you? He's in Louisiana. He's recruited really well. His teams do nothing but win. He's been on Saban's staff. He's been on Dabo's staff. He was a former college player himself. He's got great pedigree as a coach, great recruiting chops. What more do you want if you're LSU? What more do you want? I don't understand why people would be like, ah, I'm not excited about that. You're insane. And Florida fans wouldn't be excited about it either. Some of them wouldn't, and they're insane. Sometimes just hire a guy that can coach football, like Jamie Chadwell. Uh, Jamie Chadwell not being hired by somebody else is, is mind-blowing. Watch Coastal Carolina play. Let's see what he's making. Jamie Chadwell right now. No way this is accurate. 300000 No way that's accurate. Okay, okay, much better. Okay, he's making a million bucks. Okay, I saw that 300,000 number. Okay, so he's making a million bucks right now. Why has nobody hired that guy? 
Watch Coastal Carolina play. First, they're winning, and that is not an easy place to win, by the way. Not at all. Uh, nobody around there cares. That was everybody's safety school growing up. Was you just applied to Coastal because you knew the answer was yes. So if, God forbid, something happened anywhere else, Coastal would accept you. They, that, that's a hard place to win, and that offense is so much fun to watch. You want to talk about innovative? Uh, he and Willie Korn, who played quarterback at Clemson, his, is his OC. Um, watch them play off, play football, especially their offense, and tell me you would not have a blast having that on your sidelines. Well, he's never coached in the SEC, but he knows how to coach. It's crazy to me. I, that's just crazy to me. Mason says, if someone mentions you freeze for the Florida job, can we just write them off as someone that knows nothing about coaching searches? Cough, Clay Travis. Yeah. There's clearly a behind the scenes relationship with the two of them. You know, I think Clay was freeze's first interview after he resigned in shame. But um, yeah, Scott Strickland's not hiring Hugh Freeze. <laughs> when you say stuff like that, you. You show that you don't know who Florida's athletic director is. Scott Strickland is not hiring Hugh Freeze. It's not going to happen. It won't happen. A big job like that, a high profile, a high attention job is not where he's going to go next. It's It's got to be somewhere kind of off the radar because being on the radar won't be good for him. Brooks says, I feel like Mark Stoops is waiting on the Florida State job to open up again. Well, he might have to wait a little bit longer, but... Uh, to your point, he's got nowhere to go. He's got nowhere to go. Why? Why does? Where does he have to go right now? He's making five point two million a year, and his expectations are just be good enough and get us to basketball season. It's a pretty hell of a. It's a great gig right there. John says mentioned earlier Aranda to LSU and then Lebby is courted by Baylor. Do the Rebs keep Lebby as a head coach or go with a more established? Head coach, that's a good question. So uh, I've actually been meaning to get uh, to that. So first of all, uh, so we talked about Mullen, and that took a long time. Uh, Some candidates that I've seen posted out there by a lot of people are are the usual suspects. It's Napier, it's Stoops, it's Cristobal, it's Matt Campbell. Some people are throwing in Kiffin. Some people that cover the program are are not, and I think there's a reason for that, at least for right now. Uh, Although I do think Florida's a job that, he would be interested in because, I mean, you guys know this, uh, I I think, and I know that it is a better job, although not that much better compared to like LSU. I, I still think it's better. And he is not loyal to Ole Miss. No, no coaches are loyal to their employer to some degree. And I expect him to at least be intrigued by Florida, but I don't, it doesn't sound like he'll be their first phone call for whatever that's worth. Maybe he will be. I don't know. Miami is is the one that I am more interested in, in terms of Lane Kiffin. The question still remains, though, will Miami invest financially enough to get him? Um, As you guys have probably seen and heard, a a lot of places Ole Miss is preparing or or is prepared to offer a significant raise, uh, one that would bring him into the top 10 salaries in college football. up over $7 million possibly to keep him, if that's what it takes to keep him. And the question is, can Miami, would Miami do the same? Because there's a lot of things working against Miami right now. First of all, it's not in the SEC. And despite what people say about it being easier to win, um, the SEC is where coaches want to be. 
They don't want the easier path. They all think they can win at the highest level where they are. Um, Being in the ACC hurts Miami, in my opinion. Um, Fan commitment and, more importantly, commitment to do what it takes to get the best players has to be there. It, It is currently not. Financially, in terms of coaching salary and assistant pools, definitely not there compared to that of Ole Miss right now. Uh, Facility-wise, Ole Miss is about to start a $400 million renovation project on the stadium and the practice facility. Um, Miami, I saw a report that said they're prepared to invest 20 to $30 million into the program. Well, Ole Miss is about to do four hundred. So uh, I still... I mean, there are people that still insist that he will take that job if it comes open. And by the way, it may not even come open. They don't have an athletic director yet. Uh, it sounds like that's going to be the hire that is made first. And by the way, Manny Diaz just won the other night. He's probably going to win again this weekend. He may not even get fired. I mean, that's that's possibly not something that happens to begin with. But um, do they have the financial backing to Eclipse a seven million dollar a year offer plus assistant pools, plus doing what it takes to overcome the conference that you're in and your facilities and your lacking support because Miami has lacking support. It's not the same job it was 20 years ago, not even close. But if they are able to find a way to do that, if there is a godfather offer that Miami comes in with, if I were you, the Ole Miss fan out there, I'd be super concerned, honestly. Uh, I, I think right now, the the one thing that you should be optimistic about in terms of this job and and your coach is that Miami has not committed financially the way Ole Miss is about to, and you are in the SEC West, so that should be comforting. But let's pretend for a second that Miami does come in with that offer and he does leave. I, I don't see that happening, but I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I, I will be wrong. Again, it's possible that it's in this case. So let's pretend that does happen in this case. Miami somehow finds all this money to give this godfather offer uh, to Lane Kiffin. There are some people, or uh, Ole Miss fans or, or whoever, that think that the search for Keith Carter should start and end down the hall. And you just you hire Jeff Lebby and you keep on plugging. I think that is a terrible, terrible idea. Now, I'm not saying that Jeff Levy would be terrible at Ole Miss. I'm saying that concept is a bad one. That is small time. And to, to Lane Kiffin's credit, he recognizes that there is a – he talks about it all the time in many different ways, that there's a mentality around that place that is small time. Um, he said it after they won their sixth game where somebody told him, um, you know, hey – you guys are bowl eligible. That's great. And his response was, who cares? So what? He's trying to change a mentality that exists in that place. And I believe that that is one of those things where people that people think that you should just go hire Jeff Levy. If you're old Miss, just go hire him. And I don't understand that. That's very small time. You are an SEC West program. And by the way, the SEC West is going to get even stronger, who is willing apparently to pay up over $7 million for your head coach. So you've got a financial commitment that only 12 other programs in the country are willing to make. You're also putting $400 million into your facilities starting this offseason. You are an attractive job. Are you as attractive as some of the ones that are open? This is a bad time to be hiring coaches with USC and Florida and LSU being open, but still, you are an attractive job that can pay 
a lot. And so why would you hamstring yourself to the offensive coordinator down the hall when he's never been a head coach before? I think he would be a good one, but that's just think. I think he would be a good one. I don't know for sure. I think he would do well, but I I don't know for sure. But you look around college football and you see guys at other places that are, are winning as head coaches right now. Why hamstring yourself to Jeff Lebby, who you don't know if he can do it or not? And by the way, he, you know he's an offensive coordinator and he was a great one at UCF, but you're telling me that that, that that Kiffin is not involved in the offense at all? What is Jeff Lebby without Lane Kiffin? You, you don't know. You have no idea. Could it be great? Sure. Do I think it would be very good? Yeah, I, I think he would be good at it. He seems to have everything together to be a good head coach, but you don't know for sure. And yeah, interview him, absolutely. Keep him on your list. Give him an interview. Talk to him, no doubt. But have your search starting in there, no shot. You've got guys that are winning in other places. I recognize that he's boring, but I would look into Dave Clawson. What he's doing at a a really hard place to win is pretty remarkable. I'd look at Jamie Chadwell. If somehow, some way, Florida and LSU don't hire Billy Napier, I would aggressively pursue him because you have a better job than Virginia Tech or Arizona State, which are also pursuing him right now. There are people that are winning at other places in college football right now, right now, that you could get or at least would pick up the phone if you called them. So why would you not do that? Why would you limit yourself to just an OC down the hall when you've got coaches in college football that are winning at other places? Should you fight like hell to keep Kiffin? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think they will. But if Miami does come down with that kind of money, if they do it, don't limit yourself because you're a pretty attractive job. Turkey or ham this week? Uh, it's turkey, no doubt. But you can have both, though. What um, what makes you have to choose? Like, why do you have to choose? Just do both. Why not both? So, anyway. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Sorry for not talking about the Egg Bowl today. It's Egg Bowl week, and I spent the time talking about Dan Mullen, which I guess would have been fitting a few years ago. But anyway. Starting tomorrow, we will really dive deep into the uh, into the end because hell, it is it. and uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a really really fun game, and I can't wait. And I can't wait to talk about it with you. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Michael Borky on YouTube. Subscribe there, please, and uh, I'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.